pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. Good morning. Told you, grab you a cup of coffee. Join us for the word. We're so glad you're here. Hallelujah. Want to start off this morning by saying, let's be sure to uh, pray for those that are battling symptoms this morning. You know, the, that virus has been going around and several people battling symptoms from that. So we want to be sure and lift those folks up. Um, hey, allergies have been bad. My, my allergies have been rough the past couple of days. So let's uh, be sure and remember those folks that are fighting allergies. Anyone, any any other sicknesses that you know of, just be sure and 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 lift for, lift up those people and pray for them this morning. Like I said, we're so glad that you've decided to join us. I uh, want to start off, like I said, praying for those folks that are sick. We know several, we've gotten prayer requests over text this morning already asking prayer for folks. So let's, let's be sure to remember them as we go about our day. If, if you're not fighting any symptoms, be sure and uh, thank God that you're not having to deal with any of those things. Um, want to say this morning, happy birthday, Pastor. Today is our pastor's birthday, and we want to be sure to wish him a happy birthday. After this live, you can go to uh, their Facebook page, Michael Brenda Brunzo, and, and be sure and wish him a happy birthday right on his wall there. And let him know that you're thinking about him and that you wish him a happy birthday. Um, just some things I want to cover before I get into the Word this morning. Um, I want to say that... At Faith Fellowship Church, we appreciate all, all our church volunteers. We appreciate our pastors, Pastor Michael and Brenda Brunzo. They do a great job of leading the church. They do a great job of casting vision and, and teaching us how to be the body of Christ. So we appreciate them. We appreciate our, our worship team. You know, Miss uh, Shannon Nichols uh, does a wonderful job leading us and bringing us into worship. Brother brother Pat um, Phillips playing drums for us. We appreciate him. Brother Ethan Brunzo, man, God has just anointed that boy to play guitar. And we just thank God for him every day. You know, I play bass on, on, on the worship team. I try and hang on and do things, anything I can to help out. Thank God for our ushers. Thank God for Brother Queenie. Um, and Brother Kevin Nichols, we, we, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate the guys that work in the sound booth. Um, Brother Joe Triplett, Brother Matthew McNeil, we, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate those that work in the children's ministry. Miss Gwenny, our children's pastor, we appreciate her so much. We're thankful that God has placed her in this body to teach our children and to love on them and let them know that Jesus cares about them and that he's 
reaching out for them. We, we appreciate them. Miss Laura Brunzel that, that, that helps out back there and, and you know, our, our cleaning crew, Miss, Miss Gracie and, and brother Steve and let's see, Miss Ann Miracle. We, we thank God for you guys. We thank God for Miss Amy that helps out and brother Robert, you know, just everyone, you know, and when I start naming names, I start forgetting people. It's not a good thing. But know that if you volunteer at our church, we appreciate you guys. Our church couldn't operate without you. You know, we're a small church, so everyone coming together to do the things that the body of Christ needs done, man, we can accomplish great things for the body. And we just praise God for you guys. Uh, we're, we're thankful for you guys. There's no doubt in my mind that we aren't doing kingdom work. I, I just thank God today. Praise God for all his goodness and his mercy today. You know, uh, yesterday uh, was the 20th anniversary of the September 11th terror attacks. And a terrible day for our nation. We, we were, you know, 3,000 uh, lost their lives there at the World Trade Center, and, and it's just a terrible, terrible day. And our, our nation was thrown into chaos after that, and just so many bad things happened that day. But what I like to think about is not necessarily that day, but today, 20 years ago. Today, 20 years ago, our nation was the most united that it had been in years. On September 12th, 2001, nobody was looking at color. Nobody was looking at race. Nobody was looking at religion. We were all Americans and nobody cared about anything else. And so, that unity as a nation, man, what great things. And here we are, we're, we're 20 years later and now our nation is more divided. People against people, uh, black against white. Muslim against Christian. Other religions against one another. Rich against poor. And the majority of it is caused by our government. If they can keep us fighting amongst one another, then they think that, that we won't see what they're doing behind the scenes. That ain't none of my business. Hope you're enjoying your coffee this morning. But on September 12th, 2001, we were united as a nation. And, and as I was studying, getting ready to, to minister this morning, I 
thought, what could I teach on? And what better subject than today than unity? You know, I, I'm fascinated at, at the early church as it was described in the book of Acts. You know, that early church, it was strong, it was powerful. You know, it was a group of simple, ordinary, and like-minded people that loved God with all their heart. That's what we're supposed to be. And, you know, that's evident through the testimony that they left through their actions and through the things that they did. And they were our example for us to be following. And so if we take a closer look at the book of Acts, which we're going to do today, you know, we're going to see that the early church believers were doing some amazing things. You know, those early church believers were... And... They were preaching the word of God with boldness. Miracles, signs, and wonders were following the preaching of the word of God. Thousands were being saved and added to the church. People gave themselves and they gave their possessions to the cause of Christ. And... They were so united, they were so filled with the Holy Spirit that they turned their known world upside down for Jesus Christ. You know, as we read through the book of Acts, you know, we, we can't help but be challenged to ask ourselves, why are we not seeing the same things done in the church today? And, and granted, there are things being done in the church. There are things that are happening and people are being saved and people are being healed and, and people are being brought into the church but is it the same as it was then? Is it in the same measure as it was then? You know, the Word of God declares that Jesus never changes and He can't change. You know, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what it says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 8. God never changes. So if God never changes and God is always the same... Why are we not seeing the power of God working in the church like we should? Why are we not seeing people saved in the numbers that maybe we should be? Why are we not seeing great miracles, signs, and wonders done? You know, God isn't dead. God doesn't change. He's the same. So what's happening? You know, we seem to know so much more these days. You know, we have more informa information availability. We have, uh, you want to know something, you Google it. Of course, you have to watch Google because it's skewed to the left. But, but there's other search engines that you can use also. And you can find any information that you want. You know, I had a, my washing machine quit working. Um, it was last year now. But my, my washing machine quit working. It kept throwing up a cold. So I was like, what in the world am I going to do? You know, I'm not going to pay a repair person to come and fix it if I can take care of it. So what did I do? I got on YouTube. 
got on YouTube, typed in what was going on, what error code was popping up on, on, on my washer, and well, you know, did some digging, took the washer apart, found what was wrong with it. My hands were too big to fix it, so I got my son, who has smaller hands, to get in here. Hey, fix this. This is what's wrong with it. Fix it. So he got it fixed for me. And all it took was a little search. We have information available to us if we look for it. More information availability than ever before. We have greater teaching than ever before. You can find anything that you want to learn about. You can find teaching on it. Man, online is a great thing. You can hear different preachers. You got to watch who you listen to. But as long as it's lining up with what your church is preaching and what your church is teaching, because that's who you have to answer to. You have to answer to those that are in authority over you. So as long as the word that, that you're getting is lining up with the word of God and with what, what your pastors are teaching you, you're in good shape. You know, there's more people than ever before. We've got more people on the earth than we've ever had before and more availability to get souls saved. But you know, uh, somehow in, in our churches today, we're missing out on some things. We're missing out on some basic elements that were there in that first church in the book of Acts. And, and those things are things like Love. Man, we, will, we live in a self-centered society. People are always just looking to see what they can get for themselves. Instead of looking out for their fellow man and looking out for those who, who are around them and, and, and what they can do to help folks. Yes, yeah, so we're, we're missing out on love. Man, we got to watch our love walk. We got, we got to find out where God wants us to be, and we got to walk in love before God and with our fellow man. Missing out on fellowship. The Word of God says that iron sharpens iron. Now, if you're not around somebody who can't rub you the wrong way every once in a while, how in the world are you ever going to grow? We're missing out on unity. Like I said earlier, you know, there's so many things that divide us as a nation and as a church also. You know, those things that go on in the outside world, we carry them into our church body. And so we have to be careful with what's going on. And, and you know, the, the demonstration of God's power is missing in a lot of churches. We, we, we need to get back to the days when we prayed and we asked God and he moved. Man, it's still happening. We got to believe it. We got to understand it. God is doing great things if we'll open our eyes to it and, and open our hearts to it and just do what God, you know, wants us to be doing. You know, there, there, there are a lot of things that happened in that early church that contributed to its success. But today, I just want to talk about one thing, and that's unity. Like I said, I thought with today being September 12th, it would be a good, good subject to cover. So we're going to talk about unity today. Amen? You know, in the book of Acts, there's one phrase that's mentioned again and again, 
and that term is in one accord. The early church was in one accord. They were united. They had things in common. They, they understood that they had to be together to do what God wanted them to do. You know, and that phrase one accords repeated 11 times in the book of Acts. And then only one other time in the New Testament, the early church was in one accord. And I believe that that unity was one of the reasons why the, the blessing and the power of God was on that early church. The believers had one mind, they had one purpose, they had one heart, and that contributed to their spiritual success. You know, if we want to see the power of God manifested in our churches today, we need to be a church that's of one accord. A church based on the unity that the Spirit of God brings. In Psalms 133, this is the King James Version, it says this, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And then it goes on to say what unity is like. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garment. As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended on the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. You know, when Aaron was anointed high priest, they took a horn of oil and they poured it over his head. And as they poured it over his head, it, it, it ran down the length of his beard and all the way down to the bottom of his garments. That's how God wants to bless us. He wants to saturate us in his blessings and in his anointing. And he wants us to be able to do great things for the kingdom. And we have to work together to be able to get those things done. We got to pull together and understand that God is wanting us to have a place in his kingdom to work and to do the things that he has called us to do. But we have to get in unity to get there. You know, the Bible says that the Lord commands its blessings on the church and that God's blessings come on a people that are united. I think that's the greatest challenge for the church of Jesus Christ today it is for brothers and sisters of different walks of life, you know, dwelling together in unity. Like I said, we have so many things that, that try to divide us, but we have to come together in unity. We have to come together in love. We have to walk out our love walk and, and, and be the people that God wants us to be, to do the things that God desires for us to do, to find the place that God wants us to walk. You know, we got people coming from all walks of life and they've been transformed by God. They've been changed. You know, we come to God, we get saved, we get filled with the Holy Ghost. We're not supposed to be the same that we were. We're supposed to be changed. We're supposed to walk. The, the, the Bible says for us to walk in a newness of life. And we're supposed to be changed. We're supposed to be walking and doing the things that, that, that God wants us to do. We're supposed to be living in unity with our brothers and our sisters in Christ and walking and doing the things that God has called us to do. Man, that's powerful. That's the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what God wants us to do. That early church was a united church. It was a church that was in one accord. And today I want to talk about and highlight three areas 
that the kind of unity that was in the early church, and I believe it's needed today in our churches. The first one is uh, they were united in prayer. You know, there's a story in the Old Testament about a great army that was coming against King Jehoshaphat. And you can read the entire story later if you want to, but I just want to read a few verses out of it. It's 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and I'm going to read verses 2 through 4, and this is from the King James. It says, Then there came that came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria, and behold, they be in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Gedi, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord, even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. You know, it's important for us to remember that today we're in a battle. Man, we're, we're involved in a battle and it's a spiritual battle. The battle that we're involved in as a church is between the kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of God. The enemy wants to come in and he wants to to divide, but we got to be, be united. We got to be united in prayer. You know, here in second Chronicles, the people of Judah and Jerusalem were united together to seek God in prayer and fasting. The church world today thinks those are bad words. You know, people talk about people using four letter words, you know, well, pray and fast are, are four letter words. And, and we don't like four letter words a lot of time especially as Christians. We need to pray. We need to never before in the life that we're living and in the day that we're living with everything that's going on in our country, in our world. You know, there's going to be times when the church today is going to experience crises and these battles are not going to be with people. You know, people aren't your problem. There are going to be battles in the heavenly places between the forces of darkness and the kingdom of light. And these are the times when the church of the Lord Jesus Christ needs to be united in prayer. The church needs people like Jehoshaphat that's going to lead us in prayer, in fasting, and in seeking God. You know, the people of Judah didn't know what to do. You know, they, they got to word, hey, there's a great army and they're coming for you. They didn't know, but they put their faith in a God who was able to deliver them. And then God spoke to Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah saying this, and this is Second uh, Chronicles uh, verse 15 of that 20th chapter in, in King James Version. It says, And he said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Why do we need to be united in prayer? Why, 
Why do we need to come together and to pray and to seek God's face as a body of Christ? Why do we need corporate prayer? Why do we need to gather together to join ourselves together to pray? We need to be united in prayer because we have to understand that the battle is not ours, but it's God. And we're not coming together to ask God to fight the battle. We're coming together to ask God to let us relinquish the battle to him because it's not ours to hold on to and it's not ours to fight in the first place. You know, one of the aspects of the early church was unity in prayer. We got to get there as a church body today. You know, you remember when the 120 were in the upper room, the Bible says that in Acts uh, 114, King James Version, these all continued with one accord in Mary, the mother of Jesus, with his brethren. They prayed. They got in that upper room and they closed the door and they stayed and they prayed. You know, when, when Peter and John were released from prison, the Bible says in, in Acts chapter 4, verses 23 and 24, King James Version again said, and being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priest and the elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth, the sea and all that's in them. Man, they gathered together, they came and, 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 and they prayed and they sought the face of God. You know, when the early believers were in one accord and in one place praying, something happened in that place. God came down by his spirit and the place that they were in shook to its foundation. And if there's something that the church needs today more than ever before is to be united in prayer. Church needs to cry out to God with one voice, recognizing that without the power and without the presence of the Spirit of God, the church is powerless and effective. Powerless and ineffective without the Spirit of God. You know, everything that we do has to be immersed in prayer. You know, it's time for the church to begin to understand the need for prayer, the need for unity, and cry out to God for his provision, for his blessing, for his power. we got to seek the face of God. We've got to come together as a corporate body and pray and believe God that he is true to his word and that he'll, he'll perform his word as he said he would. Second thing that we find out about the early church is they, that they were united not only in prayer, but they were also united in vision and in purpose. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. This is uh, King James Version. says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. You know, here was a group of people who were different in many ways, but now we find them all here in one accord. You know, they started out with, with, with a great multitude in that room, but by the time they got to the day of Pentecost, there was only 120 of them left. And, and they were all different in a, lot of, in a lot of ways, but now we find them here. They, they've waited. The day of Pentecost is here, and they're in one mind. 
They're in one accord. They're united in purpose. And that purpose is to see the fulfillment of the promise of God to them. The people were united in a purpose. They had come together and they had prayed and they had sought the face of God. And here it is, the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost came. And the church today needs to be united in vision. We need to be united in purpose. We need to be united in direction more than ever before. And our pastors do a great job of casting vision. Hey, this is what we want to do. This is the way that we want to go. And we want you to go along with us. We want, you, we want to teach you how to get to where God wants you to be as a Christian and to grow in knowledge of God. Because what we have to do is we got to learn that when we lose sight of that vision, when we lose sight of the purpose that God has for the church, we begin to turn on each other. What's the purpose of the church? The church, is, church has to be a place where we worship God in spirit and in truth. Thank God at Faith Fellowship Church we have that opportunity. The church has to be a place where we grow and we mature and we become more like Jesus. You know, there, there, there's folks that's been saved for 40 years and they're still a baby. They still get offended at the drop of a hat and sometimes they drop the hat. We got to learn to be what God has for us. The church has to be that place where we grow and we, we mature and we become more like Jesus. The church has to be that place where we encourage and we build one another up, where we minister and where we serve. The church has to be a place that reaches out to those that are perishing. Man, there's people dying all around us. I, I used to sing a song years and years ago called The Shadow of the Steeple. And the verse, the, the, the chorus of the songs says, while in the shadow of the steeple, someone's dying. Doesn't anybody care? Can you hear their crying? In the shadow of the steeple, they're dying. Man, there are people within earshot of our churches today that are dying, that are going to hell. And a lot of them, it's just because nobody's took the time to share Jesus with them. We got to reach out to those that that are perishing. We got to reach out to those that are hurting. We got to reach out to those who are lost and, and, and without hope. Got to learn to reach the lost at any cost. Got to learn to reach out with to the lost with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Man, he's the only savior of the world. So let me say this. The moment that the church loses sight of the vision and purpose that God has given, when it loses sight of the kingdom values that it's been taught, then division begins to creep into the church. Proverbs 29, 18, the NIV version says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom and instruction. 
in the King James Version, I believe it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he who keeps the law, happy is he. You know, the early church was united in prayer. They were united in vision. They were united in purpose. And they were all going in the same direction. They were all going the same way. They were all trying to accomplish the same thing. And that's what we need to do. We need to learn to be the body of Christ. To reach out to a lost and dying world. To bring souls into the kingdom. And to grow and to be Jesus Christ in this world. The third thing I want to talk about this morning for just a minute is that early church was united in faith. Acts chapter 5, verse 12, and the King James says this, And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. So, you know, as we read this passage, we see that, that unity contributed to many people being added to the church and many being healed and set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. So where there's unity in the body of Christ, there's an environment that's created for faith to be released. You know, in the Gospel of John, Jesus prayed for his disciples in the early church saying this, and this is John chapter 17, verse 23. King James, I and them and thou and me that they may be perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. In other words, Jesus was praying that the early church would be one. One with him and one with the Father. Why did he pray that way? Why did, why did he want that to happen because he wanted the world to see unity within the church and to know and believe that God had sent Jesus Christ to be the head of that church. You know, where there's a church that's in unity, where there is a church that's in one accord, where there's a church that stands united in faith, many people will be saved. There'll be miracles and signs and wonders that'll be performed in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. You know, those signs and wonders will follow the preaching of the word. When the word comes forth, it plants a seed of faith inside the heart for people to be able to believe and to understand and to trust that God is doing something for them. Signs and wonders are going to follow the preaching of the word. Amen. There's power in unity. That early church demonstrated that as they remained and as they stayed in one accord. The enemy knows that there's power in unity. That's why he's the master of division. That's why he comes to divide. That's why he comes to separate. That's why he comes to tear down. The word of God says, but the enemy comes to steal and to kill and destroy. But Jesus said, but I am come that you might have life. And have it more abundantly, that you might have it to the fullness, that you might have the best life that you can have. You know, the enemy uses misunderstanding and conflict and differences to divide the body of Christ. And when he can do that, then he can make it weaker. But we need to be strengthened. 
We need to come together in unity and trust God and believe God. You know, I pray today that God will unite our hearts, that God will give us a mind to be the church in one accord. The unity in the church doesn't just happen. It happens as the body of Christ makes every effort to pursue unity, to go after unity, and where each member does his or her part. You know, the coming to church isn't just coming to church and sitting and getting preached to and sung to and entertained and going home and not being changed. The Church, our, our purpose in coming to church is to come, to listen, to learn, to worship, to be equipped, to go out and make a change in the world that we're living in. We got to make a change. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.3, this is the uh, NIV version, said, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. One of the reasons why the early church was so effective was because it was united. I pray today that we'll be united, that we'll be united in prayer, that we'll be united in vision and in purpose, and that we'll be united in faith. And there's something that powerful that'll happen when the body of Christ is united together and in one accord. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 18, verses 19 and 20. This is the New American Standard said, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, I'm there in the midst. You know, as we fulfill God's word, God will begin to pour out his blessing on his people and nothing will be impossible for us. As we unite ourselves, God is with us and he'll command his blessings on the church. Amen. Hallelujah. We're glad that you have gathered with us this morning. We might be separated. You might be in your home. I might be here in, in, in my home. But we're joined together through this medium called Facebook. And, and, and as we're joined together, the word of God says we're Two or three are gathered in my name, and that's where we are. We're gathered here in the name of Jesus. We're gathered here to trust him and to believe him. There I am in the midst of them. I praise God for his presence today. I'm thankful that I know who Jesus is. And that God is working and wanting to do great things in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Let's all pray today. Father God, we're thankful today, Lord, for the opportunity you've given us, Lord God, to come to share your word, Lord. Father, we ask you, Lord God, that you would let the spirit of unity spread among your people, Lord God, that you would gather us together, Father, that we would overlook our differences, Lord God. Father, and not Father, not overlook our differences, Lord, but celebrate our differences because we are not the same but we are united in you. We're covered by the blood of Jesus. We're bought with a price. We're not our own, Lord. God, and you purchase us and you bring us into your family and you use us for your glory, Lord. We just thank you, God, that you have a purpose for us. 
ask you, Father, today that you would bless, Lord God, each one who's been watching, Lord God, via Facebook Live. Lord, that you would touch their bodies, Lord God. Father, those that are experiencing symptoms today, Lord, God, we come against those symptoms. We cast them back to the pit of hell where they came from, Lord. And we thank you, God, that you're working and that you are affecting healing in their lives, Lord God. Father, the word of God says that you sent your word and that you healed them. God, we're thankful today that Jesus Christ came to this earth. Father, the word of God was made flesh and as he walked here on this earth, as he came down to that last days of his ministry, Lord God, that he took stripes upon his back. God, and that your word says that by his stripes, we were healed. God, it's already done, Lord. We ask you, Father, that you let healing manifest itself in the body of Christ, Lord. God, that those who are experiencing symptoms, Lord God, Father, that they will clear up, Lord God, that they'll recover, Lord. God, we honor you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, today for healing, for miracles, Lord God, for the touch of God in our lives, Lord. We ask you, Lord, that you just move, God, among your people, Lord God. Let us be united together in your love, Lord, to do your will in this day and age, Lord God. We honor you today, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for all that you've done, Lord God. Thank you for the word today, Lord God. Thank you for the opportunity to share, Lord. We just give you glory. We give you thanks. We give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. We're thankful that you joined with us today on Facebook Live. We're thankful for all of you that, that continue to pray for us. Like I said earlier, be sure to go to Pastor Michael Brunzo's uh, Facebook page, um, it's Michael Brenda Brunzo, and, and wish him a happy birthday today. Celebrate him. Let him know how much you appreciate him, how much you love him. And, and as we go on, um, I know services Wednesday night have been canceled. And, and so somebody will be bringing a message Wednesday night. Not sure if it'll be pastor. Not sure if it'll be pastorette. Not sure if it'll be me. Somebody will be bringing the word to you Wednesday night. Why? Because we need to feed you. We need to feed the sheep. Amen. God bless you today. We love you. We appreciate you. Go and be blessed in Jesus name. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.